Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corman. Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action in today's session where we saw weakness in the market today amid surging bond yields, Justin. Yeah, uh, it was one of those things that was kind of, you know, Powell doesn't give many interviews, uh, but he did this weekend and that kind of led to some... Um, you know, selling selling in the bond market and a big big rise in yields, uh, but you know that doesn't mean that the market's going to stay down because that's not the way it ended. A lot of these uh, indexes came off their lows, so we'll talk about that as well as some of the stocks that are still setting up, including AMD, JFrog, and Expedia. Sounds like a plan, Justin. We'll do that. But first, let's take a look at those major indexes. The NASDAQ today down two tenths of a percent, like you said, off lows. The S&P 500 down three tenths of a percent. The Dow down seven tenths of a percent. And of course, with uh, that interest rate sensitivity, the small caps down 1.1% today. So Justin, your thoughts on the action? Yeah, I mean, right now, look, the Russell, uh, I've kind of given up on that for a little bit, <laughs> you know, the small cap index. Uh, it's not indicative of what's happening with a lot of the leadership, the small caps, again, very sensitive to interest rates. But, you know, for a while there, you know, interest rates, the the, the yields on the 10 year were coming down, and that didn't help the Russell either. So, uh, you know, we, we'll have to kind of reserve our judgment on the Russell right now, because it's acting uh, very differently from uh, the, the the major index that we're watching right now, which is the Nasdaq, and uh, for for a lot of folks, look, you know, I, I own Nvidia, and you know, the day isn't that bad when you own Nvidia, right? Yeah. You know, so it can it can kind of mask a lot of the weakness that's happening elsewhere. Um, but uh, you know, we we did close in the upper half for the the Nasdaq composite. Mm -hmm. The S and P five hundred also closed well within the upper half, almost like in the upper quartile for both of those indexes. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, you know, that was kind of a, a mid range close, um, and you know, the Russell two thousand, uh, for as as bad as it was, it it did close off its lows as well. Uh, I mean, it was down over two percent at one point today. So again, you know, there there was a, a little bit of that early shakeup, uh, you know, based on you know Powell. Once again, reiterating kind of what he said at the press conference last week, hey, you know what, you know, don't expect these March cuts that the market is kind of factoring in, you know, the, the, we're going to be a little bit slow on the cutting, we really want to see how uh, inflation is coming in, uh, coming down. So uh, that, that, that kind of spooked the market a little bit. But again, there's plenty of stocks that are, you know, acting right, uh, not wanting to give up any gains and the indexes themselves, you can you can see that that's they're just not willing to give yeah. up gains, especially on the NASDAQ. Yeah, exactly. Pretty impressive. Let's also take a look underneath the surface. So we'll do our equal weight review mm -hmm. of some ETFs So SPY versus RSP. Here's a look at SPY and then RSP today down more than SPY yeah. down almost nine tenths of a percent versus uh, nearly four tenths of a percent, but hanging in there. Yeah, it is not uh, it is not strength that is distri distributed equally. Um, just to kind of give you a sense of how off uh, it was for a lot of the the individual stocks out there on the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange. Um, I'm showing that advancers were around 530 versus decliners of about 2400. So almost a five to one on on the decliners over the advancers in what wasn't you know that bad of a day on the S&P 500. But as you pointed out, the RSP is kind of showing how that was uh, a little bit worse there. Uh, on the NASDAQ, 
the uh, what I'm showing is the declines uh, kind of had about 3,100 decliners versus advancers of around 11 uh, or 1,200. So uh, almost, you know, almost three to one there too. So it's uh, certainly, you know, a lot of stocks not participating, but the ones that are, you know, it's the mega caps. It's those yeah. ones that have the heaviest weight in the S&P 500 and NASDAQ composite. So if if you're in those, you're you're doing fine. Um, and again, there's there's a lot of other ones that are that are still participating. But you know, just know, hey, this is what they call a stock picker's market. You know, and if you're in the if you're in the right stuff, you're having a certain set of uh, factors and uh, uh, progress. And if you're not, you could be looking at a very different market. Absolutely. And you mentioned NVIDIA, so I will disclose I own that as well. And let's take a look at SMH, the chip sector ETF, having an outstanding day up almost 2%. And it wasn't just NVIDIA. Things are getting pretty frothy, Justin, with SMCI. I don't know if, if it's in SMH, but SMCI today up over 14%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, SMCI. Look, this this one had such a phenomenal move. Um, you know, as it pre-announced, uh, you know, some some information on its earnings, and then you would think that that would kind of have taken out the wind from the sales on the earnings right. report, and everyone would have been like, okay, well, this is priced in. Uh, no, no, no. It actually had a great uh, reaction to earnings as well, and that that strength is just continuing as it goes above six hundred. So this is one of those things where I mean, you look at a weekly chart and you know, this had a nice move. Can't even um, see it anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. It had a nice move Off prior. The charts. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, look, this base that it, it formed was pretty deep, you know, 37% uh, that it broke out of. And so a lot of folks, I think we were thinking, okay, well, it, it's, you know, consolidating those huge gains that it had. Um, and here it is. It's just, you know, continuing to go on. Um, other members of, you know, you, you mentioned SMH, you know, NVIDIA, of course, which, you know, you and I both own um, on uh, on semiconductor. I mean, that was, you know, up quite a bit. You know, that's below its 200 day moving average. So not as exciting. And then, of course, one of the stocks that we'll talk about today is AMD Advanced Micro Devices, uh, which is also looking very interesting, uh, you know, a, a direct competitor to NVIDIA and, you know, one that has a lot of not only just the the, the CPUs, but GPUs um, as well. Absolutely. So we have AMD up here. So let's take a look at it, Justin. I'll go to the weekly chart here, potentially working on some tight closes. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at this as three weeks tight. This is one of those things that we often look at as uh, a place to potentially add on to a position. Uh, I, I don't know about, you know, at, you know, starting a position way up here. You know, the problem right now is a lot of stocks are extended. So what I try to do is find things that, you know, you could either add to. Um, what I also like is, you know, if you look back to 2021, that high there in December, uh, we crossed that with some nice gusto, some nice volume behind that move higher. So you kind of blasted through that resistance and then you held it. And that's what I'm really looking for in a lot of stocks right now. Hey, you know, we, we've seen a lot of them blast higher, especially since that November 1st follow through day. But can they hold it? Can they really kind of resist giving up any of the gains? And I think that's what it looks like is happening with AMD here. Um, I like that it's happening right above those old highs. And, uh, you know, I, th th this is one I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah. So in terms of pinpointing the three weeks tight entry, we know the definition is the high of the pattern. But what would you be looking at in terms of where that add-on entry would be? Would it be 
the high of the pattern on 125 or would you be looking at something a little lower right at that round number of 180 what yeah you, you know 180 or even if you kind of go to the 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 high from uh the 19th of january you know at like around 175 um you know that that kind of you can see a lot of a lot of congestion right around there recently. And, you know, this is something that would also show up on an intraday chart. If you were looking at like a 30 minute or a 60 minute chart, you can just kind of see a lot of congestion in that area. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's something where if you start seeing it cross that, uh, again, hopefully with some volume behind it, uh, that's something that could, you know, could get you kind of an early entry, but look, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of parsing things a little finely. If, if you wait for a little bit more, evidence of strength, I think that's fine too, because we are seeing uh, a lot of stocks right now, especially since we're so extended, a lot of stocks might be breaking out and you might see them kind of squat a little bit. That's not unusual action to see. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on and take a leap over to JFrog <laughs> in the enterprise software group with a breakout today, gaining 2.4% in some above average volume. And this one looks like it had uh, what we call a setup day to me, Justin, on Friday, carving that right side of the base, some nice volume with a nice gain. Yeah, I'm with you right there, Allie. I think that was a nice setup day. Um, and then today was kind of the follow-up. And the fact that you had very heavy volume on both days, even heavier today than the above average volume on Friday, uh, I think you know bodes well for it. This is a flat base that is actually kind of a base on base. Because if you look at where the flat base came down to, it rested right on top of that previous base. And the one thing about a lot of these computer software enterprise stocks, there is still a lot of overhead supply. Uh, so you can see that from its, you know, from its IPO. And look, it, it came out at kind of the wrong time, right? Everything was coming out in, in 2021 and, uh, you know, all the SPACs and everything like that. And then uh, a lot of the growth, uh, the growth names really kind of topped in February of 2021 and mm -hmm. had a horrible 2022. So JFrog was just kind of a, you know, a, a helpless victim in, in all of that. But, you know, that <laughs> overhead supply is kind of getting um, getting older, right? It's past that black line, which is about 18 months, roughly. Uh, and so it's past that black line. So it's getting a little less relevant. Um, and, you know, you can look at there's a lot of other computer software enterprise stocks that have certainly been performing very well. But what I like here is the relative strength line actually looks pretty good here. You know, it's not going to be at those old highs from, you know, way back, you know, in 2021, 2022. But if you look at the recent action, this is definitely in, you know, in high territory. And while it did have this flat base, very, you know, very mild, again, only a 12% correction here in the flat base, it really kind of held the relative strength line near those highs. And that's what I really like to see is that it's um, it's, it's made the gains, you know, and, and very strong from the November 1st follow through day. You can see right. it kind of started with a nice gap up above the 50 day moving average line and very, very healthy gains. Just didn't want to give any of them up. Right. That 12% base kind of tells you, hey, it's 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 holding them and the relative strength is telling you also that this is still a, a, a leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like to see it. And we do have earnings in just a little over a week, which might be a little close. But if if we're going to be in a raging bull market, which we take things day by day, of course, mm -hmm. on that can change at any instance. But I mean, a couple of trading days, you might get a cushion on this. But that would be the only concern here is that yeah. earnings are just right around the corner. 
Yeah. And look, it's not just about the earnings, of course, of the stock that you're watching, but you know, sometimes you have to be watching competitors too. Now right. it's going to get a little bit easier. Uh, the last couple of weeks we had, you know, basically everyone and their mother was, you know, reporting earnings. And for a lot of those big names, especially in the Magnificent Seven, when they report, it's kind of like, okay, what's, what's happening downstream with their suppliers right. and everything, you know, uh, like that yeah, too. The ripple effect. The ripple effect. Exactly. So, you know, you're going to be starting to see less and less of that, which again, could mean that we have a little bit of a, a digestion as some of those catalysts um, go away from the earnings that we've been seeing where we've seen some really big moves. But uh, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing because that's where a lot of bases can form these tight areas and really show you those stocks that are you know holding up well with their relative strength lines. Yeah. And last but not least, let's check in on Expedia working on a nice tight flat base of its own with a depth of only 7% here and finding support at that 10 week line or really that 10 week line catching up to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, here's another one where sure it's basing recently, but this base is even tighter with a 7% depth. And you know, you look at how far it came up off that bottom and how little of that it's giving up. That's that's really pretty impressive. And the relative strength line again reflects that. Now, this one has not broken out of its flat base yet. And that's probably a good thing because this has earnings after the close on Thursday. So ideally, what I'd like to see is, hey, maybe this just continues to tighten yeah. up. Maybe those earnings are a nice catalyst for a breakout and you know something that you can add uh, into your portfolio at that time, uh, especially if you're looking for kind of a little bit more diversification. You know, uh, yeah. if you don't have some travel stocks or leisure, uh, some consumer you know areas, and you're just really kind of focused on tech, uh, this could be an opportunity to get kind of a, some of that that leisure exposure. And this has been an area of strength. So it's not like you're mm -hmm. uh, having to necessarily sacrifice and get into something slow moving. This had a really strong move. And again, this is just not giving up anything. Yeah. Um, and one Great. other thing I just want to mention because sure. uh, I, I should have mentioned it earlier, uh, but I, I also just wanted to kind of give a shout out to healthcare because a yes. lot of the healthcare names are, um, you know, looking a little bit better. So this XLV is the healthcare select spider. Uh, I, I'm always looking at the sector spider uh, ETFs. There's 11 of them, you know, breaks down the industrials, the, you know, tech, communication services, and so on. And I thought it was interesting that XLV has had this long base here that it's formed. Um, if, if there is some sector rotation, uh, medical might be a place to be looking um, and, and healthcare specifically. Uh, so that's something that is on my radar. Yes, definitely. I mean, we've got Eli Lilly earnings tomorrow morning, so we'll have to see what that looks like. NVO, of course, on leaderboard out of the way. So we'll have to see if those nice moves can continue, Justin. Yeah. And, and there's more and more, uh, you know, we talked about on IBD Live this morning, how, you know, just last week, a number of areas of strength were being shown in, in medical, whether it's the equipment uh, and systems or, uh, the, the biomed, biotech, you know, so there, there are definitely areas and pockets of strength there. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close.
This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.